you've been seeking answers from every dermatologist, doctor, and all over the internet wondering what on earth this unbearable skin issue is. You know something's up, and you've been suffering and silenced for far too long. This podcast is going to bring awareness to the brutal reality that is topical steroid addiction and withdrawal syndrome. It will give you practical mental and physical tips to help you along your journey and provide you the strength you need to push through each day. You'll hear from real people battling this illness, as well as experts in the field, and I'm also going to share with you what's happening as I battle and conquer TSW. You are not alone, you're not crazy, and you will heal. If there's one thing I know, it's that anyone going through this hell is a warrior. My name is Jennifer Powers, and I welcome you to TSW Journey to Healing. Okay, I am so excited to welcome my guest today. Um, this is Kelly Henry. So Kelly, welcome to TSW Journey to Healing. Thank you. And I'm super excited to that you do this and that I can share my story on here. Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> I'm nervous a little bit, but uh, I'll, so, I'll get <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you're open to this and anybody that's a guest because all these stories really matter and they make a big impact. And um yours will too. So I'm excited to give you this platform and ability to, to, to do that and share. And thank you for filling out the, uh, the form. Um, I have had so many, an influx of people lately and it's, it is super helpful. Number one, to keep it organized for me, but two also to like, I want people to be able to reach and find every single guest like yourself. And so it's really helpful. So thank you for doing that, but let's, um, Let's start from the very beginning. Um, before we get into the TSW piece of it, tell us, tell the audience and the listeners um, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, your background, and like your story. Um, yeah, so I'm Kelly Henry, I am from St. Cloud, Minnesota. I've lived here all of my life. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, years ago, I I was a dancer. I still am, but I was actually in dance and I had a, a love and passion for that when I was young, um, from six to 12. Um, I have three children and I have a husband. <laughs> um, I now do art. <laughs> um, As we see in the background, if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> such a beautiful, colorful background. I love it. Yep. Um, I don't know, and I mean, I've had. I was born with eczema, so. Um, yeah, so that's good. That was going to be my next question. So, yeah. everybody that uh, unfortunately gets this awful hand that we were dealt and has to go through TSW starts at some point. And for me, it was also eczema. So, how okay. so you were born with it? Is that yep. Okay. Yep. So I had. Huh? Talk, yeah. Talk about that. Like, oh, yeah. So I was born. Yep. With eczema, and then. Um, let's see that was 83 so back in the 80s of course their solution is to always use hydrocortisone um i think when i was very young like one and two i was doing eucerin um but at age three is when i started hydrocortisone and um continued on for 30 years <laughs> um and let's see, by the time I was 13, I had been given like um, the, I think it was the triamacinolone brand. Then the clobetazole I was using for, <laughs> oh my God, clobetazole from 13 all the way up. I'm 39 now. And this is my sixth year in TSW. 
withdrawal. But um, I had a bunch of that, and also at 16, they started giving me um, the prednisone. And that was insane because at first, you know, it cleared everything up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was 16. I'm like, wow, my hands and everything um, cleared up. And then I had to keep using it. And for me, it's weird because uh, I had it like seven months at a time in, a, in, a, in that length of period. Um, I ended up, let's see, after all these years using that, I did notice it started spreading. Like, I never had it on the top of my hands right here. It was always just on the wrist, you know, a little bit on the wrists. Um, but I figured since, you know, when I turned 13, I'm like, well, now when I look back, I'm like, wow, I was on it for 10 years already. So it was, like, already spreading and getting worse and worse. And every time I'd go to the dermatologist, um, they would always tell me the lie uh, your skin is, your eczema is flaring. And oddly enough, I remember I went to many different dermatologists um, and they would always say, oh, your skin's angry. I remember them always saying that at different places. Like it was just a thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> but I uh, believed in, you know, going to the doctors and having them tell me what is wrong and having them cure me or whatever. So I took everything that they said. I did end up um, having that, what was it called? Like a buffalo hump from prednisone so much. It like, it goes on the back right here and it just fills up with fluid. And they say like, you can't get rid of it. <clears throat> um, but I had that, I was super puffy, uh, full of water weight. I weighed like 160 pounds at the end of using that. Um, and then another thing was, I actually, my whole life I dreamed, like, I, I want to go to the Mayo Clinic, so then I can be cured, I can be healed, and I always really wanted to go there, and I finally got um, a referral to go, and that was in 2013, and um, it was a two-week stay, I had to stay there, and um, God, they were wet-wrapping me with it, so... When I would go in, I would have to, they'd have a big jug of triamacinolone, and I would have to put that all over my whole body, and then they had the hydrocortisone I had to put all over my face, and then I would get in the bed, and they would come in with um, rags and dip them in hot water and then wrap my whole body in it, and then they would put um, this hot blank air blanket on me to really get um, open up my pores and get that cream in there and I would have to sit there for two hours at a time three times a day for two weeks straight wow. and um yeah and when I was done with all of that and at, and at the end of every single day I had a team of like seven doctors in um black suits come in and just surround my bed and just, you know, look at like, hold my hand up, turn me over, look at it and just, you know, they're just all just staring, you know, and then they leave um, every time. So that, and that kind of sucked because, you know, you're like naked with just like, <laughs> you know, wraps on you or whatever. Um, and then when it got like a week, 
I was able to, I, and every day, you know, I had to put that lotion on and then the tramacillone and then I'd have to put like um, cotton pajamas on and take a shower or get hot, get like a hot shower and then wrap myself too. And I continued the treatments at home because they told me to. Um, but anyways, when I left there, they gave me, um, oh my God, cyclosporin to take for the rest of my life. Um, and that, and when I saw that prescription, I was like, okay, for the rest of my life, like, what is happening? Like, I just had eczema. What the hell? Like, you know, um, so I had that, I had some weird hot pink, um, liquid antiseptic that I could put on all my cuts that burned really bad. I don't remember the name. Yep. Is it Hippocleans? Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, that was the first time ever having that. Yeah. And then I was, like, prescribed um, free and clear shampoos that I think the Mayo Clinic makes. And right on the top or right on the bottle in the front, it says formaldehyde-free. And right there, I'm like, what the? So does that mean, like, all my shampoos have formaldehyde in except this one? Like, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> I had that, I had um, some oil to put in my bath, you know, and continue the wet wraps, which I did only for like two weeks after that. Um, but um, the scary part was, well, it was always getting worse, you know, but the scary part was soon, like, I mean, for all of them years of using that, it really, really completely stopped working and was rebounding, con like, bad, you know. So I would go to the hospital. Um, I, I, It started to get into, like, once a month because <clears throat> my whole face would turn red, like, as a tomato. There was no cracks or anything or dryness. It would just bright red. My throat felt like it was closing all the time. I and I would be like oh like anywhere I was I remember I was my son's birthday party and I had to go to the hospital you know I had to quickly leave and this and then it was turning into like this is happening every month this is you know and I was like ah like dying like what am I what is happening and every time they would tell me oh your eczema is getting worse and give me more drugs and more lotions the same stuff um so at a certain point, I really kept thinking in my head, I was like, okay, I want to change my life. I want to, I want to stop using all that lotion. And, and not to mention uh, how many, how many uh, drugs they had me on for my skin. So I like in a daily basis, I was taking, I was prescribed Benadryl, which we all have that. And, and I've been using that since a child, you know. But Benadryl, um, and then with Benadryl, I had two times daily I had to take Zyrtec with that. Then And also Claritin and Hydroxazine for sleep. All of that in one All time. of those at the same time. I had a lot of pills. Um, and then, the, you know, on top of that, like the cyclosporine. Um, and then they would give me things for anxiety because they said, oh, your, you know, your, your, um, emotions have a lot to do with your skin. So we better give you anxiety pills. So then I had anxiety pills. I also had depression pills and <laughs> I had 
I had, I remember counting and putting out all my pills. I think I had like 12, 11 or 12 bottles every day, plus my lotion. And it was the strong stuff. It was the triamacinolone. I had the clobetazole too. So I had both of those. And um, so I would always think about like, I don't want to use like all, all of this, you know, stuff. Because before I would just trust them, like, oh, I need it. I guess I do. My body needs it. I didn't want to do it um, anymore. And I would always think about it, think about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop my lotion. Well, one day my tube ran, my whole jug of triamacinolone ran out. And I was like, I am not going to use it anymore. I'm just going to stop. And I was looking up, like, how to heal eczema on your own. So I was trying to find ways to do that. And so I ran out of the lotion. And I said, and I didn't, I know, I don't know what happened with my insurance or anything, if I had any money left to get it, but I really didn't refill the bottle. And as soon as I didn't, I, I remember just everything, like my whole face, just every part of my body slowly, just, I mean, slowly over three days was like, well, fast, but like slow, like first my face was just swollen and everything. And I was laying there. I had to go, you know to somebody else's house with air conditioning because I didn't have any just to rest. And it was really bad. And um, I remember then I was like, you know what, just take me to the hospital. Just just bring me there. I don't know what else to do. And again, they would give me the same thing. Um, so I remember going home that day and I laid in my bed and I just cried because I was like, <laughs> I am literally dying. Like, it looks like I'm dying, and I smell really weird that I've never smelled before. The ooze that was coming out was disgusting. It scared the shit out of me. Um, the way I look scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, and so I was laying there, and um, I remember telling my husband, I'm like, just leave me. Like, I'm not, I don't want to get up. I don't want to go to the bathroom. Therefore, I wouldn't drink water or anything. I wouldn't eat because I didn't want to get up and go to the bathroom. And I just, I was like, I'll just make this quicker. Just, I'm just gonna lay here until I'm dead, you know? Um, but in those three days, like he made me get up and I remember running to like, just reaching over to the computer and just like typing in, okay, I'm going to try this one more time. I did not feel like doing it, but I did. I just put healing eczema again and then looked, scrolled down and found TSW. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And I like clicked on it and I was reading. I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, wow, whoa, this is all caused by the lotion. And I think it was uh, a care and or was it Karen? Yeah, that's I believe it was her. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like this is happening because of the lotion that I've been using. And I can't tell you how betrayed I felt um, and how I just could not believe that they would do this to me. And I will say that lasted uh, three years. Well, that, that's how long the bedridden and skin falling off was three years straight. And 
I remember bedridden for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was. I mean, there was little times where I could, you know, go up and I would, I would have to force myself to like drive my kids to school or, you know, do like go, I would have to go get food for certain, you know, to the grocery store. And I would push myself to the limit to just do these small things. Um, and I would be right back in bed again because I couldn't wear clothing and it literally was 95% of my body. So, um, uh, so, but like, I, I remember and I wrote, I have like five journals filled of me, write my writings and everything. Um, but I do remember every morning I'd wake up and it seemed like a horrible nightmare. Like I'd wake up from this, you know, dreaming, I don't feel any pain. And then I'd wake up and I would be flooded, just flooded with thoughts of, and it was always the first one in my head every morning was how could they do this to me? How could they, and how are they still doing this? And it would just freak me out and make me so angry. And so every morning I would just lay there and get flooded with these thoughts. And of course I didn't want to move. Um, there was like periods of time where I learned how to, I'd have to lay in bed for like four hours before I could even like think about getting up because I would literally do mental things like, okay, first all these bad thoughts are flooding my head and I'm crying again and I don't want to get up and I want to die every single day. Um, and then try to move past that <laughs> to say, okay, I got to get up and actually go to the bathroom. So I'm going to have to lay here long enough. And I would move a little bit around in my bed. And I soon discovered that if I had enough blankets on, um, it would moisten my skin because it would be humid or, you know, hot under the blanket and get, and then I could kind of move a little bit better because if I got up to walk to the bathroom everything would rip if I would have just gotten up and went you know or gotten right out of bed in this in those days like when I was getting better it would take me four hours to get out of bed that was when I was doing better you know <laughs> um for that but yeah the flooding of those thoughts and like how they could do this I started researching <laughs> the industry, the pharmaceutical industry, I started researching how doctors became like, I, I, I went into a lot of research, as I'm sure everybody does. And as I had three years to really see, like, why would they be doing this? What is and why are they still prescribing it? And I remember doing a, a YouTube video, I did some YouTube videos. But I remember doing a YouTube video and I think it was like three, it was like three years and like a couple months. And it was the first day I didn't wake up feeling angry and was flooded with thoughts that were, you know, on a constant in my head coming, uh, like taking me over basically. Um, also in those times, uh, just to say how horrible and scary this process is and terrifying and insidious um, I and that it is completely preventable. Um, I, I would like to share that I would be in the bathroom and looking in the mirror at my face. And there was a couple times 
where I just screamed at the top of my lungs because I, I just couldn't believe the way I looked. And I was scared to death of the way I looked. And um, a couple more times when I would wake up and I would, you know, sit up and try to think like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And then, you know, get my mental ready and then sit up and then look and then all of a sudden look at my hands and just like freak out again um, because it, it's like your whole body looks like you're dying and you feel it. You feel that way also. And you can't escape your body. I mean, unless you're sleeping or you can astral project or meditate very well, you really can't escape your body and you have to live in it and it's scary and it's and 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 to find out the doctors and the dermatologists uh did this with a lotion was super it was like a horror movie like i was i called it i always called it i'm living in a fantastical nightmare like um because there was very great times like i'll talk about that definitely there's very um moving times and and miracles and little miracles and shifts that happened um in that time but yeah it it's like uh living in a nightmare um definitely <laughs> and um um yeah i i don't know i have so much more to say well, so, okay i have a few questions so you said the bedridden part of it was for three years when when did that start was that three years ago from now or what was that when, when no. it i'm sorry uh i started august 2017. okay and from there that that day it started getting bad and the next day and the next day and the next day and it didn't happen to go onto my face like my whole i was like okay i'm doing good i'm okay you know my face is good <laughs> but within like a week my whole face fell off too so and that went from 2017 for three years after that wow. um so what let's see august yeah 17 18 9 i want to say 18 19 20 yeah i think how, 20. how was your support system you said you're hot you have children you have a husband um family i'm sure like what was the support how was that for you yeah um very good i would say um I mean, there were some times that people didn't believe what I was doing. Like I've said no to that. I'm like, I'm never going back. I'm not going back to the same person or system or a building or industry that poisoned me. That's uh, to me, to me personally, um, I wouldn't do that. I could not go back to them. It, having known what they did to me, I, I, I was scared to death of doctors. I saw them as, I saw them as, um, what do you call it? A death, like literally like the cloak and the, that's how I envisioned them in my head. And I was definitely afraid of them. I was very pissed off at them. So I would not, I did not even think that wasn't in my head once I found out they were cut the hell off of my, of like me ever trying to go get help again from them. I would not. It's just so very, it's such a real fear because I too shared that fear. And what's really scary about that is 
you know, we obviously need doctors for certain things, but when you go through right. trauma, when you go through trauma like this and, <laughs> and something that didn't ever have to happen, it was preventable. It didn't have to, whether that was their lack of knowledge or whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. still came, this came to us, was brought on by us by the but by the influence, by the uh, prescription, by the education and the aware, like of these doctors that are supposed to be there to help. And, you know, not saying that they did this maliciously to hurt us, but it still happened the way it happened. So it causes yes. this serious PTSD trauma response, yeah. like freak out. Like it's a very, very real fear. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's something that I constantly still have to work on all the time. Yes. So I totally, I completely can relate to you. So what did you, when you decided that, and you're like, I'm not going in that building, I'm not seeing that kind of specialist, I'm not seeing that doctor anymore. What have you, what did you do? So now we're, it's, now it's 2023. Um, what, so it's, it was 2017 to 2020 was like the real hellish period for you. Yeah. But then yeah. the last three years or last, you know, now that we're at last two, three years. Yeah. What has, has it been drastic improvements for you? Where have you been at in this process? Yes, yes, very um, drastic improvements. So now it is still a little bit around my mouth and it can flare. Um, but I see, I put triamacinolone on the corners, just on the corners all the time because they would crack when I was younger and I had no idea. Like, you know, what I, I just thought, oh, it's a lotion, I'm just gonna do it. And they always said, never put that on your face. But I would, I would, I'd, it'd be so bad. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna, just a tiny dab. And I did that forever. Um, and we all know, like, our skin face, or yeah, is different than, you know, the rest of our body. Um, and my hands and wrists right here are still pretty, um, they're way better. I can move up, move them most of the time, most a lot of the time um and my ankles that's like the only things left and when i get a flare now um it's not even that bad anymore it's like having you know eczema as like a bad day of eczema so, so it's more not being... private so it's just the dry itchy skin or is it are you getting red are you you're not oozing yeah. anymore? you're not like no no, actually, no, not at all. <laughs> There's no oozing at all. That has completely stopped. Um, There's no chills anymore, those crazy chills. Although I, I kind of turned to like them because it would take, it would, it would like start in my body and just go down and up and it would kind of take the pain away from how painful it was. And I would just, you know, kind of in my head, follow it around my body when it would, the chills would come and move. And I, it's like, nerves almost like just like everywhere but yeah um I don't get the chills anymore um and yeah like I said I can move I was doing videos and I remember the first day I went out and I was like I can move my hands today oh my god and then from there it just kept getting better although you know it goes up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down but yeah now I can say I'm 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 out of that the horrible, the horrible part of it, which took me a long time because I do think like my story, I don't know if anybody, I haven't, 
I haven't seen anybody else or heard yet if that they went to the Mayo Clinic and got the wet wraps and then continued them. And I was on like the topical steroid uh, withdrawal support site, one of those for six years, you know, I'm reading through the stories and everything and putting mine up too. But yeah, the, <laughs> the wet wraps were like horrible. Um, but yeah, I don't, so I think that I kind of um, count that into my story as like maybe that's why mine was so bad, you know, compared, uh, not even, like I didn't lose my hair. Like some people lose their hair. Mine got thinner, of course, um, but it, I didn't, you know, it wasn't anything like that where I've seen people lose their hair, their eyebrows, everything like that's insane. <laughs> um, what do you but yeah, I just didn't know of anybody talking about the Mayo Clinic yet so, um, so far. I know that you're the first that I've heard to, to go. Yeah. To. I mean, some people on their own do wet wraps, but not never, you know, the steroid lotion and wet wrapping that in. It's usually for, you know, as a treatment for some of us, they find relief with zinc wraps, bandages, wraps like that. But um, what would you say out of all the symptoms that we go through, that thermoregulation, the body temperature changes and the shedding of the skin and the crazy... <laughs> get the bone deep itch the oozing like all of them what it what would you say was the worst one for you mm. i mean that's kind of i know it's an impossible question you know it is um but it's all suck in so many ways yeah. yeah i i just say man the pain whatever and that could be even oozing can be pain the but the insane pain like I actually enjoyed the itch sometimes because I wouldn't hurt and then but I would know as soon as I'm done oh I'm screwed because it's gonna hurt now you know what I mean like um but the pain it was so insane and the mental um there's not just one but like but seeing yourself like yes having all that pain yes but then when you see yourself that's scary that's that was like really hard for me especially since I think all of us with eczema or any skin problems we always are self-conscious anyways of the way we look mm -hmm. but to see your whole face fall off and not get better for years and you know it that's scary or your your hands and you know you because sometimes you know I could feel okay and I'm like oh okay today I feel okay okay my hands hurt a little bit you know I, I think I can walk today but then you go in the bathroom and look in the mirror or you look at your hands or you look at your body when you're getting up and you want to just lay back down and go to sleep you know so yeah I think um a lot of the pain and the mental um the the, the flooding thoughts and the just yeah. the negative thinking I would say that totally relate to you you know when you wake up in the morning it's almost like you have a gift if 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 you're somebody yeah. enough to be able to sleep because I didn't sleep for the first like four months yeah um, but you know it, if you're able to sleep and then you wake up and you're like it, you should think oh it's a new day fresh start and it's like oh wait it's groundhog's day it's the same day over and over again and I am still I still look in the mirror and I can't recognize myself at all I still am feeling all these symptoms it's like mm -hmm. the most depressing thing and that's why we have these suicidal very awful dark yeah. thoughts because it's like the other part of it is because there's no quote cure yet and they're just telling us oh it'll have to be time time's the only healer which is 
is is nice that they're saying it will eventually heal, but it's also so terrifying to your point because you're like, how when when is the end? When when is it going to be done? Like, what can I be doing? Am I gonna by trying these different products or treatments? Am I hurting myself? Am I doing the right thing? Am I changing my diet for no reason? Like the the yeah. list goes on and on, and you're like on this little island by yourself, really. Yeah, even all of us that have gotten to know one another that are in these communities that find each other. Thanks God that we did. It's still what works for one does not work for another. And I, and it's mm-hmm. not one of those things where, okay, if you, you know, you, uh, I'm thinking of something, if you break your bone, you go to the doctor, you get a cast, you let it heal. If you have strep throat, you go, you get an antibiotic, yes. it's gone in seven days. Like this is not that this is a gigantic awesome. question mark, a guessing game. And we're all yeah. like, trying to figure it out. And it's, that's, that is the, most like heavy, like dark cloud over our heads, I think, where we're like, mm-hmm. how do we do this? Like, how how do we get through this? And that's why these communities are so important. So we know we're not alone. But yeah. on, the side, on, the, on the other side, it's like, yeah, but you're still living in your household with your family or whoever, or by yourself or whatever it is your situation looks like. And you're you're the only one living and trapped in this body. Right. I hate saying it like that because I have such a massive appreciation for going through this and maybe you agree, like I am now like, wow, my body is always working so hard for me to try to heal itself and to try to be at its best. Mm-hmm. And it goes through. And if you don't go through something so traumatic like this, you may not realize like, like my body is amazing. It's incredible what it's doing. And like, just watching, like you said, I always say my face is falling off. I say it all the time. And because that's the only way to describe it, right? Like blank and your skin's just all over your clothes. It's face, and it's constant shedding. So it's kind of like, even to see what our bodies go through in the bad stages of this, it's like, they are crazy strong to be able to go through and take these many punches and this much pain. It's kind of impressive. Yes. I I always, I, I love saying like your body's ability to heal itself is far greater than anyone has programmed you to believe because I have never heard any of my doctors tell me that hey your body can heal itself never once heard that I didn't hear anybody talking about that ever I I mean I had to research on my own but oh I want to say about the support my husband Craig so he was a huge support um because I would scream at him some days to leave me alone because he'd be like, you have to get up, Kelly. You have to get out of the bed, at least move from the bed to the couch, you know, and I would scream at him like, leave me alone. I, I'm going to die. You don't understand. And I would be so frustrated and he could take it. He took all of that and he would, uh, he would bring, you know, new blankets out and set like always have a bed ready for me no matter where I was he would force me to go outside when I did not want to when I said I couldn't when I when and you know thank god he didn't believe me and he would force me um he would set up these little spots for me um like out in the yard and he would put a blanket and make sure like an umbrella if I needed it he would God, the first five months straight, I was juicing, and that's all I would have. And every day, like, I'd be in bed all the time, and he'd come in with a cup packed full of live living nutrients and healing juice. And he would give it to me, and I would, you know, slam it really quick, give it back. 
I'm done. And he would come in and do that. Like how many times a day? Um, the food, like I, he would start uh, making me organic food and he would have plates for me and give it to me. Um, there's like a couple times, like he had to feed me. I couldn't use my hands, um, brush my hair, help me in and out of the bath. Like, um, I remember, um, one time I had to, I, I had to put my feet onto his feet and have him walk me down to my car. Um, and just so many things. And so, and so many things, like he would tell me every day, you know, you are super powerful. You're strong, you know, um, you're beautiful. <laughs> Even though I was like, yep, shut up. I'm like, no, I'm not. I already know. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was a huge support. If I didn't have him, like, I don't even know what I would do. And, um, like, I remember him walking. It was, what was it, like, I don't know, four or five miles to the organic food co-op. And he, like, our cars didn't work at the time, or I don't know what was happening. But he walked all the way there just to get me the beetroot, the ginger, you know, all that stuff, by juicing stuff, the green apples, and he walked there and came back, like, that was a couple times he had to do that, more than once, um, and just so much support from him, like, that's such like, making me move, yeah, and then, I, and then also, like, my dad, because I lived at his house, and I still am here right now, but thank God, because I, we wouldn't, my family, we wouldn't, like, what would I have done if I couldn't be at my dad's house, and my dad's, you know, he's super supportive, he would do that stuff too, like, here, Kelly, do you want, he'd come in with some food sometimes, if, you know, if Craig wasn't around, or whatever, and then my kids also too are were really supportive. Um, and and I remember crying, and I would try to like not cry in front of them, but at a certain point, I'm like, you know, they whatever they're gonna know, and they they should know, I guess. Like I should not be hiding anything. This is real, and this is what's happening. But they'd give me hugs and tell me I'm beautiful, and they'd always say, "Mom, you know, you are the strongest one in the family." yeah, you're the strongest one in the family, mom. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and just, uh, Craig kept the kids, like, always checking on me if he wasn't around, and just, there's probably, and I know there's so much more to say about him, and my family, and my support, um, my sisters, you know, I mean, they weren't around, but um, I would talk to them all the time, and, and I, I I heard a couple of times like from other like people that didn't really know like oh she oh she's you know she should be back on the lotion she doesn't she shouldn't do that and I was like you know but Craig didn't tell me these things till later so I'm glad <laughs> that he wouldn't say that you and he actually, them out. <laughs> yeah he actually kept them from saying those to me and he would keep people away from me some days because I wouldn't want to see people I. I wouldn't want to look at, I wouldn't want them to see me more so. You know what I mean? Like, don't look Craig, at my face. Yeah. Sorry. Did Craig then, from the minute that you realized, oh my gosh, this is TSW, this is me, this is what I have, did he, from the very beginning, say, yeah, I agree with you? Was he yep. on board? He was on board with yes. to do this. That's huge. Yeah, he's like, oh my God, because I'd be watching videos and videos after I learned um, that day of the three days of like trying of like not knowing and going to the doctor and then leaving like we I remember going back to the doctor um, one time 
and we told I told them my whole story. I told them the whole thing. And they came in saying, oh, we're, oh, we think there's some, we're, there's some pieces missing to your story. I'm like, how? I started when I was like an infant. I was born with eggs. That's how I started it. Like I was born with eggs and now blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I told them I wasn't using any Western medicine or anything. And of course they thought that was wrong. And so they, so I was observed overnight and then in the morning, the nurse came in and said, well, we would um, prescribe you more topical steroids and have you go see a dermatologist. And he's like, okay, we're out of here. And I even jumped out of the bed with my robe on. I'm like, we're gone. And he was, he like looked at the nurse and he's like, really, you have a two, you, it, I, I hope you like, if you have children, would you do this to your children after this, you know, what you just saw? And I, I guess when we were leaving, um, she had walked out after he was saying some stuff to her and I jumped out of bed and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then we saw her at her desk and she was like sitting like this. So I don't know if she looked it up or not. Well, hopefully we raised some awareness that day. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, always being a super huge support. Um, and everybody like listening to what I said and when I was going through and researching and finding new things and what was going on with me in my own experience and just keep saying it, people would actually, you know, everyone was listening and they, they, um, took in my information because I'd always say, no, I'm not going to the doctors. Okay. You have to, you don't ever tell me that. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to hear it. Um, because until you've been poisoned for 30 years straight by a lotion, not even have to be an oral, although I had orals, but until you have been poisoned by a innocent tube of lotion for 30 years by multiple different doctors, including the best the best of the best Mayo Clinic, then please don't talk to me about ever, ever talking to a doctor about this <laughs> or trying to help me. And the funny thing is, I think it's weird because if like, if we, if, if um, our parent or let's say we were being raised by whoever or we were with a friend and they were poisoning us slowly uh, for years at a time and then we finally found out, well, they would be prosecuted, you know, attempted murder. But guess what? No, we can't do that to the people prescribing these. And I did look into like a whole lawsuit. I was trying to get a class action lawsuit for everyone because I'm like, I'm never going to stop. This is messed up. We need to have a voice we need you know um i had a bunch of people on the topical steroid withdrawal site that said they would you know go in on it with me and i started researching everything and i found um well then i found there's 100 over 165 companies that make topical steroids and a lot of them are overseas and i'm like oh god so who do you even sue who who do you even, and not that it's even about money. I don't give a crap. I just, I just want it so big that, you know, they can understand, you know, whatever they're taught. If they think this is okay, it's not okay. And, um, and it's weird now because, um, I had to watch my grandma like for a while and I would be up there and she'd always have cable on, you know, I don't watch cable anymore. I don't think anybody does, but she was older and she always had her cable shows. And so I'd sit with her and I started seeing commercials 
for eczema, psoriasis, and they would say, oh, have our new drug. This lotion is steroid-free. I know. Oh, weird. <laughs> steroid-free. So, you know, they know, and our, I believe it was all of the TSW people saying that, um, that it was getting out there, and the more, you know, and, <laughs> and now that they were advertising it that way, was I was like, oh, wow. So it's getting out there, but they're not saying what the topical steroids actually do. They're just saying, oh, we made new drugs without steroids this time, you know? <laughs> so know. my mom's been telling me the same thing. And honestly, I was, I was, I was noticing it myself and I'm thinking there's no coincidence here. It's, I mean, it's a good thing. I wish it was, I wish it was, the process was going faster than it is, but I mean, at least we're, it's starting. There's, there's yeah. happening. We're making a little bit of waves. We're getting a little bit of attention out there. And it's like shows like this and all the other things and people out there spreading awareness, people like you telling your stories, mm -hmm. like this is the louder we can get, the better chance we have to prevent all these other future people from going through something like this. Um, yes. I'm glad that you yeah. looked. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, where do you even begin? You can't sue us one specific doctor or one specific nope. doctor one specific but no. say the amount of anguish and turmoil we go through and some people are at this for years and years and years and some people mm -hmm. it's like you really you're really a disability patient at this point like you yeah. should be on because we are out of work we are completely debilitated we are like i mean it just goes on and on and i know i think somebody told me recently like the end of summer that in the uk they are not only recognizing TSW now, but they are talking about putting people on disability for it because it is, it's a crippling, horrible, horrible thing. So um, that's at least a little bit of progress. But I mean, I just, I just, gosh, I feel like I could talk to you for like three days straight. I know. Is it like really late? Because I just have a couple more things to say quick. Um, yeah, yeah, we only, we just got to wrap it up and like, yeah, I wanted to. Oh, shoot. Okay. No, 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 go for it. Go for it. <laughs> pretty fast. Um, this is very valuable. Um, 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 God, you just said something I wanted to add to that. Yeah, I'm on disability. Okay, I, I did do that. I did go to SSI, and I did fill it out, and I did get approved. Whether they said it was my skin or my mental, I don't know. But I got the letter, and I was looking through everything, and I think it was because of my skin. But I had my three-year checkup, and I had to go back to the doctor to see if I could continue getting SSI. And that, that threw me through a huge loop when I knew I had to go back because they get to just they, – they don't know anything about it. But I went in with my pictures with a camera, like an actual camera gun, like, developed. And um, I went in and gave them all my pictures. I'm like, here, take them all. T just take them and the doctor and I was so freaked out about going back to a doctor I was like shaking and I was trying to like breathe and not show but I couldn't help it because my body just did that and what they say PTSD I say um, cellular body memory but like it was just scary and the doctor could tell and yes I got approved again but my plan was to, when I'm done with all of this and I'm healed, I am going back and I am going to show them I did it all without doctors, Western medicine, and that I, and that I healed from it. And it is because of the lotion. Um, also, I want to say that I, my, obviously I'm in my art room. And um, in the time of TSW, I, I got, it was so cool because 
um, I would see like a piece of art that I liked or a picture or colors. And it literally, I, I could feel something in me and I was like, oh my God, that's so pretty. I want to paint that. I wonder if I could do that. And I started doing that. I started, I started um, painting and draw. Well, started using oil pastels because I've used them in the past. Um, and even when my hands didn't work, like I would like hold it lightly and I would just focus. I trained myself to only look at the picture, not my hands, because I'd be out in the sun drawing in my yard. And I could, if I focused on my hands, everything would go down. But when I was focusing on what I was doing and the colors and the first feeling I felt from seeing um, the art or the colors that I was trying to recreate, that feeling, that feeling of inspiration stayed with me the whole time that I was doing it. So if it took me three hours, I was got to be pulled out of hell and I got to be in this beautiful space where that inspiration, feeling of inspiration stayed. Um, and and um, in that time I created, I think at the end I had like 27 pieces of art. Wow. And Craig's like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like we should share it. I'm like, yeah, we should share it. How do I share it? Like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna share it. So I um, went out and I, I had a cardboard, like a big cardboard piece. I stuck all my originals in there and I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna create I'm going to create my day. I'm going to create my good feelings in me. I'm not going to have anybody outside me do this. I'm going, you know, to create this. So I, I went out downtown St. Cloud and I walked the whole strip of every business and I went into every business and I opened it up and I said, I am just donating art. I just want to get my name and art out there. Would, um, is there any pieces that you would want? You can have, like you can hang them up. <laughs> And I got denied my first time. So I was like, oh, God, the first one I wanted to. They're like, no, we don't have any room on our walls. And their walls were like blank. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. And then I left. I was like, oh, my God, I don't even want to do this. It's like, I have the whole that strip on each side. I don't want to. But I made myself do it. And I, I did, the people did, they wanted my art. So I got to hang up some of my art and I followed some other things around and I, I, I got it eventually into like 11 places and started making prints and like doing that, putting my art up everywhere. And Craig was right there with me, basically helping me and, you know, showing me stuff. And then, um, and then we, uh, oh, then I started putting, making my art, um, my like my canvas art, um, scanning them in, making them into stickers, and I would put them all around town in different places, in the woods, and just you know, my favorite cool. place, and just little spots. Um, and the whole thing around that is the feeling of inspiration. Um, like people, like yes, you can get to a great spot by doing you know, being grateful, and it does bring you up more, but in the situation that I was in, and that a lot of people are in, if they want to die, and they don't feel good about themselves, it is not easy to get to gratitude, or be thankful for anything, but the feeling of inspiration, for me, it made me feel unlimited, like, I, I can do that, I, I will, and I'm gonna, you know, that feeling that is, it literally, for me, makes me feel unlimited, which, is a great feeling to have um but anyway so um oh yeah so then 
I got some of my art out and I was like, okay. Um, and you know, some places just denied and gallery. Then I learned about galleries and all that. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a fee. There's all these stipulations and these roadblocks that were for me. Like I didn't have a car at the time. So like, I couldn't get to those art festivals. I couldn't share my art in those. I had to pay. I was broke. We were all broke. So I couldn't pay. I didn't have tables. I didn't have, um, prints even i didn't have all this i didn't have a website some some galleries were like you need a website we need you know all this stuff and make it look professional and you know an art file that's printed out that's on your computer you know i didn't have a way and i was like what the like oh my god like i thought like the art world is free like i should be able to share my art for free what is going on like i have to have all these things i didn't know about some was like the t9 government form just to join um, art festivals, like, I was like, oh, what is going on? Like, this is hard, what, what? <laughs> and um, Craig was like, how about we just put our art in our yard and we'll just have it there and we'll just see if people come by and if they like it, we can sell it to them. I'm like, that's cool. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no shit, let's just do that because we don't have a car, we can't even bring our art anywhere. And I was like, you know what though? What if other people, what if there's other artists like me that just have a passion for art? They don't, they don't, they don't go to college. They don't do all this stuff. They don't have websites. They're just literally having the passion and creating all this art. Well, then like, maybe there are people like me. So I, I drew up a flyer and I made a bunch of copies and I took a staple gun or um, staple hammer and I went out and I stapled them to the telephone pole. And I went around, I was like, I'll give myself a month. Let's just see what happens. What would happen if anybody wants to join? It was saying calling all artists. Um, and pretty soon I started getting emails and emails. It was like, I wanna join the show. Cause I called it the drive by art show. I'm like, what are we going to call it? It's so like, you're walking by. And then COVID hit too. At that time, there was all the arts, all the art things were down. And so I was like, I'm going to, we're going to use this. We're going to use this. And we're going to call it the drive by art show. Um, nobody knows that I couldn't like take my art and have a vehicle to drive it, to get it set up. No, I just, you know, we just did it in our yard. So now it's the third year. Um, and we only do it in the summer. It was, it was uh, one show a month, every month for the summer. So three shows, and now three years, I'll probably, be, uh, I will be doing it again this summer. Um, but other artists joined in, and that was my point. I like, I always wanted my art to be the eye catcher to my story because I wrote up my story. I had my story on every single piece that I sold in the back about TSW. I did get into the St. Cloud Times, which is our local newspaper here, front page twice and interviewed. And I always mention topical steroid withdrawal because that is my, that is my point to, to the art show, to, to the art. So if anybody's coming in, like, what's this all about? Well, first, let me tell you, and I have my, you know, I have my board. I, if you could see, yeah. that's one of them that I always put up right there in the front. So everybody can see it. And I have my story and I have um, the brochures from the It's Sand site. And I have everything up to really, um, have awareness and before that i had when i had my stickers out i did scan them in i had there's a girl screaming like a 1950s girl type style screaming i put topical steroid withdrawal it's sand.org so they could look it up and i put those stickers all over in the uh centric care which is our huge doctor's 
centric care huge circle of doctors and the and a couple dermatologist offices here oh, in town. This is so good. Up in Brainerd, I went to their dermatologist and I stuck them nice. on there <laughs> everywhere. Um, you are so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's so amazing. And I so like I love your art from what I see. I want to get. I, I want to see more. I want to see you crushing it. And I'm so. It's very inspiring that you know you you look all the roadblocks and then also the rejections, right? Of like, you know, going to places and just being your own best inspiration is. And not to mention, my face was still kind of bad too, going out to talk to people like that. So you're scared to do it, and you're embarrassed, and it's like you know, but you did it anyway. And yep. I just want to thank you so incredibly much for being on the show. You, your story matters, and I can't wait for people to listen to this episode and get inspired to go do some hard things, some things that maybe they're timid about doing, but like also put their focus away from the turmoil that we're going through and find something that brings you joy. And yes. Pursue that. And you just inspired me. And I know you inspired other people listening and I cannot thank you enough, Kelly. You were such a fun guest and I can't wait to stay in touch with you. And yeah. And thank you so much for doing this too. You you're amazing with all, you said you have tons of people now and everybody wants to be on it. And it's a great, a great opportunity. Like, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad that we're new friends and I can't wait yeah. to keep in touch. And thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye Kelly. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. With your help, we can spread awareness together. So please share the show with anyone you know who may be struggling with a medical condition and using steroids to treat it. And be sure to check out the blog for helpful resources to aid you along your TSW journey at tswjourneytohealing.com.